another episode of Post Fades and Cheese Steaks. We've got our uh, usual suspects, myself and Tim. And welcoming back, hey. Nick Guest. It's been a while you haven't been on. I think the last one you were on was the Top Shot one a couple months ago. Uh, it's It's been a minute. I got I got the boot. For, I don't know why, but <laughs> hey, be back. you can, you can swap in whenever. Um, so we're doing our top 10 quarterbacks. One of the most exciting ones. Um, well, there was a lot of chaos last year. Um, mostly cause I didn't have Tom Brady in my top 10, but there might be yeah, some changes how, this year. <laughs> how foolish, how foolish do you, do you feel right now? Cause we all know you love 10 year veterans and hate young guys and you missed mm-hmm. on the best old guy there was like that, listen that, that's just you, listen you fell I'm in not, your face there we can talk about him when we get to him but i'm not like i'm not having like second guesses because my my decision not to have him top 10 last year was because he was coming off a weird season with the patriots it was a down year for him and i had no idea what to expect with the buccaneers i thought could have gone either horribly or really well and then obviously went really well so he deserves his ranking this year for sure, but I'll stand by last year and I'll get grilled for it. It's fine. I don't. I don't mind. See, uh, I'm, I, when we started, I noticed you were in a dark room and you don't have lights for some reason, and I just figured it was because you were just living in shame over the fact that we were now going to kill you <laughs> on the fact that what? What? Are, I can't even see. You're in such a dark room. What is that? Is it a Mahomes jersey? I don't know. Fifteen red. I can't tell. I'm like glowing. It's not that dark. I mean, my screen's at the highest brightness. You look like you—you you look like you're in a haunted house. You guys, I see picture frames on the wall, and I just see a dark, creepy, and Victorian vibe to you. It's okay. You don't need to see my face. You just need to hear, listen to my words. So, I, I will. I I was telling Dakota before this that I pulled up the top ten QB pod from last year. By the way, it was like an hour and forty-five minutes last year. So let's try to not do that again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I won't yell at Dakota nearly as much this time. I think I'll have Tom Brady a little bit more uh, mm. ranked correctly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the 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 fire in the fight for Brady last year for me was so much I had to turn it off. But I am happy to hear Dakota. <laughs> you came to your senses. Uh, yeah, I had to. I had to. Um, but yeah, we'll start off with our. Um, Honorable mentions, which is our uh, our new thing for these top ten rankings this year. So guest goes first as always. Nick, do you have two or three uh, honorable mention QBs who just missed the list? Yeah. So do we want to go with the closest to just missing or the furthest from just missing? So you eleven do, or thirteen. You do furthest first. Okay, furthest first. So furthest first. Um, guy who was my uh, number ten last year, mm-hmm. um, still puts up really solid stats. Um, you know, still seems to be able to sling the ball a little bit. So I will give him his credit. I think he does deserve a little bit of a shout out. Um, can still sling the ball. Uh, the, the loss of his star receiver really hurts. I do know, obviously, he has another new young toy. But again, it's a young toy. And we don't know how long they're going to really get to play together. Because I think this is probably last season uh, yeah. in this jersey. And he just found a way to lose too many games. And I'm a little afraid that's going to kind of follow him with his legacy with just not closing out um, from the biggest of stages to finding some of the most creative ways to lose football games this past year I've ever seen. So number 13, I'm going to go with uh, Matty Ice, um, Exton boy. Um, Do you want the other two or do we want to go around? You can just, yeah, we're hungry. All right, go through it. Go through it. 
We, so, uh, this way I can wait on hearing Dakota's nonsense. I like to have an appetizer first. Oh, oh you'll love my nonsense. Forever. It'll be great. I <laughs> had a feeling. I had a, whenever you wear, <laughs> let's go back to, let's find the, the parallel between when you wear a, like a jersey and the ridiculous stuff you say. Because when the jersey comes on, I swear you're, you're, you're just ramblings are even more ridiculous than normal. <laughs> so um, I did tell Dakota before this, that seven through 12 had a lot of movement in my list. So making an honorable mention right here is not necessarily a slight. I just have better arguments for the other people. Um, this person at number 12 was actually my number 12 last year. I had hoped that they would crack the top 10, especially because I have four newbies in the top 10, uh, but not enough of a step forward, has an opportunity to take the step this year, um, was actually 24th in the NFL and passes 10 to 19 yards, which is not good. Uh, that's, mm -hmm. that those are the intermediate throws, the throws you got to have your third and eights, you know, the, the plays you got to make as a quarterback, I'm not talking about screens, I'm not talking about chucking the deep ball, which you can actually do really well. Uh, but number 12, I have Kyler Murray. Fair enough. I mean, not a bad, definitely a guy who's, I'm interested to see how this year goes for the Arizona. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I told Dakota, I actually think that Cliff Kingsbury is on a little bit of a hot seat this year. Um, I said that to him before the off season started. I think the expectation with Kyler have, were higher. And I think his development has not been as smooth as they expect. They hired Kingsbury to groom Kyler. Yeah. And I just don't think his progression has gotten to the point that they're. I mean, well, he's going to his third year. Right? Don't kill the guy. Yeah, sure. We kind of all thought he might be the breakthrough guy uh, in his second year, but I think he's still Got a lot of weapons. Path. They brought in, yeah, yeah, they brought in a lot of veteran do. guys. Hey, veteran guys will tell you where the contenders are. Because a lot of veteran guys took, you know, short years, short contracts to join him with JJ Watt, AJ Green. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. The yeah. Cardinals are definitely on a team that I think could contend. No, I, I, I think they're going to be good too. I just think there's a lot of pressure for them to succeed. I don't think they're going to win eight games and they're going to be okay with that. I think that there's going to be a lot of questions asked if they don't succeed, which yeah. is a pressure, which is a pressure situation. Um, and number 11, just missing the cut. Um, actually, believe it or not, was the second highest graded QB in the league from PFF week seven through the playoffs ranked top five in a clean pocket standard dropbacks and early downs as a quarterback. The problem I'm going to say is the eye test. I'm just going to say, we can talk about advanced metrics. I think advanced metrics are great. I think they, mm -hmm. they um, I think his opportunity is very high. I think he's got a lot of great offensive weapons. One of the best lines in football, if not the best line in football, great receiving core. Um, He's not asked to do too much, which is nice, but it also makes it really hard for me to consider you a top 10 quarterback when you're not asked to do too much. And I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield at number okay. 11. I thought that's what Fair you're enough. leaning towards, yeah. Talk about a guy in a make-or-break year. that He really needs to uh, – I mean, he's in a good situation. I like Baker, but he's also in a good offense where it's run first. He can definitely take a Ryan Tannehill approach to um, some a big-money contract. For sure. Just hand the ball off and hit him on play action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was that? Was that all the honorable mentions there, Nick? Yeah, Matt Ryan, Kyler, Baker. All right. Uh, Dakota, I'm in for a chuckle, so why don't you go next? <laughs> sure. Uh, so I guess it would have been like my 13th player. Um, was actually somebody I considered swapping in for my 10. V very – it was just like I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it just because of how much I sh just shit on this player. Um, but I had Kurt Cousins as an honorable mention. Um, he actually put up some pretty good numbers this past year, um, particularly in the second half of the season. 
which is like kind of wild because I was listening to some, I forget what the podcast was, but they were saying how his, his progression and what he like his touch on interceptions, his yards he was thrown in the second half of the season. If he had done that all year, it would have been like, t- like top three or top four in the league. And Vikings might've actually been able to do something in the playoffs. Um, he's just super inconsistent. Like he'll give you an insane game and then he'll throw you like five picks and no time. Like he's so consistent. Um, Very true. Uh, I also had Kyler Murray at like the 12 spot. Mm-hmm. Um, right now he is a phenomenal fantasy quarterback, but he's not a phenomenal NFL quarterback. Um, he has too many weapons to not be better in my opinion. Um, yeah. So I look at someone who like Dak Prescott has similar weapons and he's able to get it done. I think Kyler can do more. And I think he's still like, you know, he's still learning, he's still growing, but like Nick was saying, I think Kingsbury's on a little bit of a hot seat here. Um, who knows? Maybe Dougie, Dougie Peel come in if he gets fired and uh, take another head coaching spot. But Dang, Dougie Peel gonna, is going to pick wherever he wants to go next yeah, year. Yeah. Um, and then here's my uh, my my spicy one that I know Tim's not going to like, but I had rookie of the year Justin Herbert as my honorable mention oh my at eleven. At eleven, yeah. I, I you know, go listen. Ahead. Tell me something that's listen, foolish. Go I ahead. just. Look, he's he had a really great year, but look, Kyler was a rookie of the year the year before that too, and I didn't have him on my list. Justin right. Herbert had a great year, but new coaching staff. He's going to have to probably learn a whole new playbook because it's not the same people. Yeah, um, it doesn't matter. It's an improvement, actually. I thought Anthony Lynn was a foolish head coach, and honestly, he had a much better season than Kyler. They both won the same award, but don't act like their seasons were the same. Herbert's no, season I, was much better. I agree. I I didn't think Kyler deserved rookie of the year when he won it. Um, of course, Justin Jefferson set records. Or I'm sorry, I'm, I apologize. I'm in the wrong year because I'm all no, fired Dakota, up on Herbert. Dakota had a big argument about Miles Sanders that year. Yeah, yeah. Did I? It, it's just break it down to us really the right way. He hasn't played in the league for ten years, so you don't like him. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> I'm. I, I like. I like the Chargers. I love big Keenan Allen guy. I love Derwin James. Um, but I just I. Is a year he had one year and the coaching staff i'm not saying he's gonna like you know fall off but you know there's gonna be some growing pains with that and you you can't guarantee that he's gonna come out red hot we've seen quarterbacks hit have one year wonders and then i mean look at nick Foles. he had one great year and then he's been abysmal ever since so i mean sure listen i hear you i hear you with what you're saying i don't have to agree with it but i hear you um mm-hmm. Moving on to something that's more factual. Let's get to my list. Oh, so my honorable mentions, I, unlike you, don't hate players that are young and dominant. I have actually a couple of veterans outside my top 10. So first guy, and he's got a brand new shiny toy. Uh, he's in a great system. I mentioned earlier, uh, my first honorable mention is going to be Ryan Tannehill. He's, okay. he's exactly what you want him to be in that system. And he is exactly what you think he is. We all know what Ryan Tannehill is. He's great in his play action. He's accurate when he needs to be. And he's athletic enough to, you know, get out of the pocket. But see, we, we, we've seen the best of him. He's not going to get better. He's not going to win you many games passing. But with an incredible run game and a great system with good offensive line play and great weapons, he can succeed. My next guy, another veteran guy that Nick mentioned. Um, again, I don't know how how much he's got left but his ceiling's a little bit higher than Tannehill but I also don't think his outlook going future going forward is much better I think his team got a lot worse 
Um, but my next guy is Matt Ryan. So I went with the two veteran guys. That's probably killing you on the inside, Dakota. But I do have a couple of young guys correctly ranked in my top 10. So that's sure. why I had to go with the uh, – sure. these guys, I mean, Matt Ryan and Tanner are on the same playing field. Like, they're not elite veterans, but they're quality, solid, borderline top 10 veterans. And they're in good situations. You know, we'll see what happens. Matt Ryan, how ironic that Matt Ryan Tannehill's old offense coordinator is now Matt Ryan's head coach. So look at that transition. Moving on to number 10, Nick. What do you got for me? So I think you kind of set this up very nicely, Tim. I want to thank you for that. That's what I'm here for. I will say real quick, though, before I I step in. Here we go. So, I had two honorable mentions that have 10 years experience here. He's triggered. Here we go. I'm here not, we go. I'm not, I'm not triggered. <laughs> um, I just want to preface that we all agreed not to have a certain uh, quarterback oh, yeah. on this list. So I just want to speak on him real quick. Uh, Deshaun Watson, which I mean, to speak for myself, he probably would have been top five. Um where would you have had him? I'm curious. I'm curious on the exact number because I have my exact number. I, I would have had him five. I would have had him at five. I had him at number six. Okay. I, I, I liked him just out of the top five. and Still contending in that top five, though. I still think yeah. he's going to get better if he's not in jail next year. But who knows? <laughs> so I can't say I'm optimistic about it. These rankings are mostly about what I think about them going into the season. Right. I I could say I'm probably 50-50 split on jail or playing for the Texans. I don't think he plays for the Texans. I think that's out of the question. Well, he's not, getting, he's not getting traded anywhere until this whole thing, the whole legal situation is wrapped yeah. up. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's either going to jail and it won't, he's not getting traded or it's going to clear up and he is getting traded, but he's not playing for the Texans again. Just get traded to a different jail. It's like, honestly, the rumor mill is crazy. We have, you know, federal prison you know uh what do we got do we have alcatraz uh sing sing i don't know there's a, there's jails um we he could go there or he go to like the philadelphia eagles wait so you guys, why i look at it you guys didn't hear that he's actually going to be the, the lead star of the longest yard too i i'm waiting for it i'm listen i'm we're all Live as filming. sports fans <laughs> waiting to see as all of us as sports fans are waiting to see what the verdict is, there's also a whole bunch of movie directors and producers that are waiting to see whether they have Longest Yard Part Two coming out or not. Yeah, I mean, they so, always I make mean, they always make football movies about the most random players. So, yeah, it, it could it could be a thing. Uh, I had I mean I had him at number five too. Um, the numbers he put up last year, like let's just take a second. I did. He led the yeah yeah. He led ahead. the NFL in passing yards, yeah. and then he added another 444 rushing yards. Which means he went over fifty two hundred total yards last year. On uh, and let's be team. real, that was not a good. It wasn't like he had the Chiefs' offense. Okay, terrible team. That is unbelievable. And completing seventy percent of his passes, and even with all those throws, he only threw seven picks, and he was throwing a ton. He was so seventy percent completion. That's nuts. That's that's just a ridiculous season. I would have had him at number five, firm like a firm number five. Yeah, um, I feel that. And it it's it's sad. Um, I I went to the red carpet in Philly the year that he was drafted, and that was mm-hmm. one of the most exciting moments of my life, getting to meet him and met Dabo Sweeney. And I I followed Deshaun since he was a freshman at Clemson. I almost went to Clemson. Big Clemson college football fan. Um, so the whole situation is really shitty. Yeah. Um, 
but we'll yeah. see what happens yeah. you know we'll get an answer one way or another but all right so number 10 so number 10 um i think you I, you brought him up i think you're a little bit harsher on him than deserved and i think that it's it's easy to downplay because i think the start of his career um played a really poor in a poor situation he got put into a better situation um where he had weapons around him a legit team a legit offense um obviously his running back ascended to superstardom which does not hurt but to also be fair to him over four thousand total yards over 40 total touchdowns only seven picks a 66 percent completion percentage he led six game-winning drives in the fourth quarter last year most in the nfl pff actually said he grades very good to borderline elite and straight drop packs and i often call him baker mayfield plus i think that he has a very similar yeah. baker mayfield situation but he's better i agree yeah he's, he's I, like I would agree with that so number 10 i'm gonna go with ryan Tannehill, a uh, husband of lauren Tannehill. see ryan Tannehill, he he's great in his role but his role is playing football behind an incredible offensive line, the best running back in football, and now two number one wide receivers. So, yeah, I mean, I think other guys could also be successful in that system. He's very good in that system, but I feel like that's the system you need for Ryan Tannehill to be as good as he is right now. Nothing against the guy. He's quality in what he does, but let's not forget that he has got a system that's built perfectly for him. Yeah, and and he's and that's why he's 10. He's not six. He's not, he's not yeah. seven. But, he's not moving the needle, but he's on a very good team. No, but and he's not hurting them. And he's coming through. I mean, look how many people have like I'll equate it to basketball. There's plenty of people who get a million open looks. I mean, Ben Simmons had a dunk sure. underneath the hoop and didn't take it. There's something about okay. actually getting the job done. Okay. There, I, I know you're set up, but and that should take away some of it. But also it's like, but you're in a great position to succeed. And I can't look away from that. He is in a great position. They've they've built a team around his strengths. Look at Giannis. If Giannis was on a team that didn't have seven shooters, would he be Giannis? I don't if he had a clogged paint, if he couldn't drive yeah, in the basket three times a game. That's a good point. Hey. I think I mean, honestly, you did hit you could bring up a good point. I mean, he does have plenty of opportunities, but at the same time, you're right. You got to make the open shots. And he does, and I'll give him that. He's very yeah. good off play action. He's very highly rated. There's nothing I have against him. Like I said, he was number 11, I think, in my own mentions. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's funny because I'm going to roll right into this. My number 10 is the perfect argument against what you were just saying, Nick, because I feel like we just flip-flop guys. My guy is just I, – I like his situation better. He's younger, and he's got an extra element to his game. My thing is, you know, he's a 23-year-old, second, going on his third year. He's a pro bowler already. My thing with him is I need to see he's more of a passer than he is a runner because right now he just looks like a watered-down version of Lamar Jackson. They're past – he's a little bit better passer, but he's not nearly the runner Lamar is. Yeah. He had like 800 yards rushing. I need to see Kyler Murray just be a better passer, more accurate for me to buy in more. But number 10, I did have Kyler because I think going in this year with the moves they made, I like him a little bit better than uh, Tannehill because I think my, Murray's situation improved a lot where Tannehill probably has the best situation in all football. But being a quarterback, I think his situation improved getting, you know, obviously A.J. Green, maybe you know, more offensive line help, you know, that they've been doing each year. But I like him going forward. We'll see what happens. I, I'm betting on them to be more of a developed passer. I think he's got more of a better, he's got a better chance of being a better passer than Lamar Jackson does. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson just outpaces him as a runner. Yeah. I mean, I, I told you seven through 12 moved a lot. There was a point yeah. where I had Kyler above him. So I'm not going to like, I'm not going to kill you on that. I, I, I had one point I had Kyler above 
of him. If we came back to this argument in four hours, maybe I'd switch. But you know, I I I, I can I hear what you're saying. I'm not down on Kyler, I, and I hope I hope he succeeds. Yeah, no, I and that's why I mean Tannehill's you know, perfect situation. But you know, you know, you get. I just think uh, going forward, I like the Cardinals are a weird team. Yeah. I they I think I think they are going to be pretty good. They showed a lot of promise last year in his second year, and. If you asked me last year, even though they brought in Hopkins, I would have said it would have been a year too early because they're too young. They're really bad when they drafted Murray, and this is the first year with Hopkins. This year, they could make some noise. I like the defense additions. They got a lot of veterans. It'll be interesting. So, Dakota, tell me something. I, I've been very calm for a while. Tell me something ridiculous. Say you're number 10. Nothing ridiculous, but on, on Kyler Murray real quick, I will say we we were pretty on point when we did our, our season preview last year that we said the, the Cardinals are a year away. And that Kyler is this is gonna be another development year for him, and that's exactly how it kind of played out. Um, yeah, I, I think, this year they can make some noise. Yeah, and I think I think for them to have finished in last place, going eight and eight, and he's the second best quarterback in that division. Well, probably not anymore, but he was last year. Um, I just expected more, like you know, more surprises maybe. But yeah, this is a this is a very important year for him and the Cardinals. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But I I do have a Kyler Murray jersey because he helped me win my fantasy uh, league last year. So I considered wearing that, there but I uh, put on Pat Mahomes, so he might be he might be on my list. We'll see. We couldn't we couldn't tell you were sitting in the dark. So I've, yeah. I've still been trying to figure out who that who that jersey was. Um, but my number ten uh, is a guy that you both already mentioned uh, as your honorable mentions, and Tim, you actually hit on one of the positives that I find about this quarterback, uh, Mr. Matt Ryan at number 10. Um, oh, okay. So he, the fact that he's a 10 year veteran, was that the point that I hit on that you really enjoyed? No, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he was number eight for me last year. So he dropped back a little bit and two things you point out, Tim, you were right, but you missed out on the flip side of those things. So he lost Julio, but he gained Kyle Pitts, right? Mm-hmm. Arguably yeah. the most talented offensive player in the whole draft i hear you there we're not going to compare kyle pitts to julio jones that's I'm not, we're talking I'm, about a first ballot hall of famer and a first round pick i i like kyle pitts but we're not going to talk about them as equal comparisons this okay. was a negative for him okay sure but i mean you have a often injured julio who's you know a little past his prime and a fresh young kyle pitts but i'm not going to get into that and then Listen, when I, all I say is I wish I had this argument about Julio when I took him out of my top 10 wide receivers, but Hey, we'll just walk. Oh, no, no, no. Don't, don't get it twisted. He's still a top 10 wide receiver. You're a fucking moron for that. But regardless, <laughs> well, you're, you're replacing his production with a rookie tight end. Hey, who's, who's turn is it? Can I, can I get to my second point already? We're going to be here till I, tomorrow. I told myself, I was like, you know what? Wait until the top five before you start yelling. It's good. And we didn't even get past top. The We're still 10. 10. I know. I listen. I tried. Right. I tried, but then you go on with this stuff. The second point you made was that he has a new coach in Arthur Smith. Who? What did he do with Ryan Tannehill? Phenomenal things. And I That's think true. this is going to be a, a lot more of an exciting offense. And the Falcons already had a pretty high potent offense. And I think, like I said in our receiver episode, I think Calvin Ridley's going to have a great year. I think Pitts. You know, we'll see how he does, but he's still going to be on the field. He's still going to command people to, to you know check on him. So. We'll see. I still think he's he's still worthy of top 10. I, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, him being 11, 12 and you switching in Kyler or maybe even Justin Herbert at 12. But I think I think he's a solid at 10 there. So, Nick, who do you yeah, got I, at, I, at nine? I don't I don't I don't hate it. I mean, I would like a little work cited credit because you used half of what I've already said as your argument. But just as long as the credit's there. So, Nick, give us fine number nine. 
So number nine, um, his, his name has been mentioned today. Um, he, he is the youngest player on my list. Hmm. Um, showed a lot of promise. Um, obviously, his one of those coveted player of the year, rookie player of the year awards. Um, he got one of the best centers in football and one of the biggest steals of the draft fell to him. I don't know how what happened. Um, but one of the top offensive linemen to go along with Corey Lindsley. Uh, in number nine, I had Justin Herbert. Okay. Uh, well, I'm fine with I that. See you, I see you cringing, Dakota, that a rookie was mentioned in the top ten. Not, not I'm actually let – me, let me roll right into this because I actually think we're going to do the same exact thing, Nick. I think we're going to flip-flop our nine and eights. I have a feeling. Okay. My number nine, though, again – I think he's – no one will say this, but I think he's more under that Tannehill tree than people want to admit. He had injury problems this year, but he was extremely, vers- extremely durable for the rest of his career. The first four years, I don't think he missed a game. But he was drafted with one of the best running backs in football. He was drafted behind one of the best offensive lines once he got there. And as soon as he got there, they traded a first-round pick to go get a shiny number one wide receiver and then drafted another one in the first round last year. He has a great system around him. He got hurt this year, and I think he almost showed his value by how bad they were when he got hurt. But I need to see him to really I, – I, I, this is a prove-it year. I know he got hurt last year, but this is a prove-it year for Dak. So I like Dak, and I'm not going to ignore the talent. But Dak's my number nine, and I think he's going to be fine because I think the team is going to be okay. I think the line will get healthy, and there's so many weapons all over. But the argument I made about Tannehill being in a perfect situation – Seems like it's applying to Dak. Unless he has a big year, and obviously you think he's may, uh, very important after you see you saw them fall apart after he got hurt. But I need to see a little bit more from Dak to keep him with these in their rankings. And I think he'll be okay, but he is number nine for me. I'm going to give you a spoiler, Tim. You were very far off. I, really? I, I'm, in a really? Very, I'm in a very different place with this argument. Okay, well, that said, with that said, I what I said about Tannehill, I think equally applies to Dak. Since he entered the league, he's been in a great situation. And I know they've been successful. They made the playoffs or whatever, but really what have they done? I, the Titans have made it further with Ryan Tannehill, and I think they're in similar situations. He sh- The most value he's ever shown in his entire career, arguably could say when he got hurt and they blew up the whole team. And Nothing, you know, I think that's, you know, maybe you realize how good he is when, he, you know, he's not there. Uh, but I need to see him be the impact guy. I think he's been in a great situation since he got here. And I think that that answers more questions. I worry about him if he was in something different. But hey, I listen, I read it wrong. I'm interested to see how high you have him. I am. I am. Dakota, where are you on this fine number nine? Fine number nine. Well, like fine number nine and like fine wine, this quarterback oh, continues uh, to age gracefully um i had mr oh, ryan Tannehill okay. at number nine okay i thought you were, i thought you were gonna say tom brady not not i, like, I would have i would have shot myself in the foot there. that would have been bad if you said number nine i would have lost it all right so it's kind of listen me and you me and you weren't that far off i mean i had i had your not your 10 and 9 is my own mentions so i just don't be, hate young quarterbacks that's why i had him a little lower I'm going to be honest. I'm surprised you even had Tannehill in your honorable mentions. I thought you would have been like axed, you know, I, no way is he in the top 10 can conversation, blah, blah, blah. But I, I agree. But you know, Nick brought up a good point. 
just because you get wide open shots doesn't mean mean you're gonna make them. And you know Tannehill does take advantage of his opportunities. You know what's funny though? If you think about it, he's basically like the next version of Alex Smith. High draft pick, didn't really work out on his first team, goes to a better situation and ends up changing his whole outlook as a quarterback. I mean, Tannehill, like you said, he's not like the most sexy quarterback. He's not going to put up the highest stats all the time, but the guy gets it done. Like he's just, he gives you a consistent, strong quarterback play. And sure, like, you know, you have Derrick Henry, best running back in the league. You have now arguably one of the best tandems in Julio and Brown um, and a great line. But I just, even if you have all that in place, like we saw with the Cowboys, like, you can't just always plug and play any quarterback. So I no. think Tannehill really showed his – he's shown his worth a lot these past few years. Would you have liked them to get far in the playoffs? Absolutely. Um, mm. But without a doubt, he's definitely, I think, proven that he deserves at least the back end of a, of a top 10. So Yeah, and, and I mean, something I didn't mention, but we kind of talked about with, like you said, you remember how much you hated that last year with Brady. It was mm. Ryan Tannehill that went into Foxborough and ended – his yep. career yep. in new england yeah so mm-hmm. again you we can talk about how you know like it's this it's that but the guy gets it done you know it is he's way more mobile than he gets credit for he's yeah. not fast but seven rushing touchdowns is not a small amount like that's you're you're a threat to run the ball yeah 33 touchdowns the only center interceptions is also pretty impressive so takes yeah. care of the football uh, yeah, yeah. All right, Nick, give me uh, what do you say? Number number eight. So number eight, um, I didn't have him ranked last year. He was uh, just outside of it. He was coming off an injury season. Um, I think I, I gave Dakota a little bit of, of crap about this guy last year because uh, he had him at his number 10, I believe. Um, and I think his situation this year is just amazing i think he he's an older guy who i think is finally has an opportunity to really show who he is um his old weapon just got enshrined into the hall of fame and uh, i'm gonna go with my boy matthew stafford from the university of georgia your boy uh, mr um, mr hollow stats <laughs> mr hollow stats i think yeah. he has an opportunity this year with the Rams, and that's why he wasn't in my top 10 mm. but considering the situation he has this year Considering the offense, considering the talent, I think that this could be the top five offense in the NFL. It should be a top five I offense agree. in the NFL. And with how scary that defense is, with two of arguably the best defensive players in all of football on that side of the ball, the opportunity that he has right now to say that the, I have a guy, the guy could easily be in the Super Bowl. That and I think he'd be a big part of that. He has to be a top ten quarterback for mm-hmm. me and. I think eight is is fitting for him. Um, so I want I want Stafford number eight. I uh, I he's on my list. I, I it, he'll come up very shortly. Actually, I'm higher. really high. Yeah, I'm really high on my Stafford coming into this year. And these these rankings are mostly folks about the top ten going into next year. You know, using last year as an indicator and using as tiebreaker where I wanted to start my team with. Um, Stafford, I think, is in a great situation. I think big numbers are going to come. I like the coach's staff. He's going to be around. There's a lot of skilled players there. So I love Stafford. My number eight, and it's actually funny because I, I'm my deciding factor here is my number eight is a guy that Dakota hates. It's Justin Herbert, rookie coming off an incredible season. I don't hate. But him. now, 
now like now that i know that nick has dak ranked so high like i put herbert over dak because i looked down at the numbers and i was like i think herbert's rookie year is better than any year dak's put together his 31 touchdowns herbert showed thrown this year was more than any season dak has ever thrown his 4300 yards which justin herbert threw this year was better than every season dak's had except one and that was the league i that was the last two years ago and i think he led the league in passing yards but he played behind one of the worst offensive lines in football. And you, Nick, you even mentioned they picked up Lindsley and they drafted a steal, which I couldn't agree with you more. I love Justin Herbert going into the next season. I, I think that he succeeded and balled, quite honestly, in his rookie year. And his situation just got so much better. His offensive line is immediately significantly better than what he was dealing with his rookie year. He's very poised. He's a four-year starter or, you know, he's a four-year guy. He stayed in college his senior year where he could have came out early his junior year. I think he's going to be a baller. Keenan Allen is the number one wide receiver in any, every sense of the form. Um, I think he's got weapons. Austin Eckler is one of the best pass catching running backs. I think this is going to be a big year for him. And like I said, with Dak, Dak has been in the best situation you could have dreamed of. Herbert was put in a tough situation, a really bad situation, and he's thrived, thrived. And that's the only way to put it. I don't know why Dakota's foolish and didn't put him in the top 10. I know his ceiling is just going to keep on growing. You know, he was a top five pick or top six pick, I think. But now you're wanting to think this is probably a perennial pro bowler every single year. He already won offensive rookie of the year, which we've all mentioned in previous arguments pretty much. Uh, But I think it's going to be great. And I did put him a little bit ahead of Dak because – his situation's a lot worse, and he put up arguably better numbers than Dak has ever put up. I think those AirPods are a little shoved too deep in your ear. I said he was 11th on my QB ranking, so he just uh, okay. missed top 10. That's So he not, wasn't – oh, okay. Right, so 11 right. equates to me saying he's horrible and I hate him. God, it makes sense. Okay. Um, I just but, like, I like poking the ginger bear. But you made a you made a nice little transition, a little segue for me there, Tim. Uh, my number. Oh, eight. look at look at you, buddy. In the line, I love it. No, your number eight, Tom. Yeah, my number eight is Mr. Dak Prescott. Um, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but you're so wrong that he's that Herbert is already better than Prescott. Um, oh, I mean, 30, Prescott's never thrown 31 touchdowns in a year, and okay. he's only he's been in the league five years, and Herbert, you know, better than four of those five years in passing yards in his one season. I don't I mean I, you tell me where I'm wrong. Didn't you say that the you know Chargers don't really have a line, so they didn't really have yeah. too much of a running game. So Herbert probably just had to throw the ball a ton, maybe. I don't know. You know what? You can't I, put everything in the pack. I mean, Matt Ryan finishes top five in passing yards every year, and he's not in your top ten. So yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. Like, and here we go. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think Elliot has been the I think Elliot's been the greatest compliment to Dak yet. I think Derrick Henry has re- revitalized Ryan Tannehill's career. Mm-hmm. I think having an incredible run game helps you more than hinders you. Sure, Justin Herbert didn't have a great run game. That's because his offensive line sucked and his running back stunk. Austin Eckler's great at catching the ball. He's not a great runner. Give him a, a running game. He would love that. Right? that you're gonna tell me. Having a running game is going to hurt him. It hurts your passing stats. Yes, that's 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 yeah. so such a silly thing to say. If you have a running back rushing for 12, 13, 14, 1500 yards, that's yards you can't pass. So, yeah, it, it is going to hurt your passing yard stats. <laughs> when, when you have a running back, you can only catch the ball. Yeah, that's going to help your stats. When you're Dak, who has Zeke, who has 13, 14, 1500 yard seasons, mm-hmm. you can't throw those yards if you're running them. So, yeah, that's your true. passing yards are lower. And even with that, Dak has a season where he threw 4,900 yards. 
I'm not sitting here saying Justin Herbert's throwing a 5,000-yard season. I'm not ready to say that. Here's the, here's the thing, though, and I couldn't agree with you more. The situation does help pass rushing or receive the, I'm sorry, passing yards. But how about the fact that his 31 touchdowns that he threw this year as a rookie is more than Dak has ever thrown in his entire career? It's the same thing. The rush, the same no, thing. No, no. You can't, you can't throw yards. If and rush a if, touchdown the same drive. If you're 10 yards away from the end zone, are you going to hand it off to Zeke or are you going to try and throw it to one of the receivers or tight ends? What are you going to do? I'm going to hand it off to Zeke. I will, I would do whatever's the best option to go forward. And, you know, when you have Which Justin Herbert, who's an actual – well, you know, listen, does that help if you want to put up a little play action in the red zone? Probably. But when you're Justin Herbert, who has a booty-ass offensive line, no running game at all, and you still find a way to throw for 31 touchdowns, that's impressive. Because of those reasons. Whatever. See, Regardless. I listen, we're, not, you, we're, done with, we're done with Mr. Herbert. I just, just, just the, only, the only thing I want to say to you is Zeke has 46 rushing touchdowns in the seasons he's played with Dak Austin Eckler has won it last year so how many like I can't take that against the guy that their offense is scoring because yeah. they're they have one of the best running backs in football who finished the drive I just I, I the guy I compared Dak to was Tannehill and I'm I, I find it hard to believe that Zeke's gonna hurt Dak but Tan, but Derrick Henry's just increased Ryan Tannehill more than we've ever dreamed of the not running game your helps stats? your quarterback. Not a sure, not stats. stats. Sure, your stats. And you know what? You're right. Are we ready to say that, you know, Justin Herbert's ready to throw 4,900 yards? I don't know. Probably not. He's, I don't know if he's there yet, but he threw 43,000, you know, 4,300 yards his rookie year. And that's a hell of a rookie year. I'm assuming he's going to get better. This, this, is the end of the, this is the end of the argument. Ryan Tannehill threw 3,800 passing yards. If, Ryan, if, if he did not have Derrick Henry rush for 2,000, do you not think he could have thrown for 4,600? He couldn't no. have got 700 more yards if they'd run for 2,000? Because you know what? If I didn't oh, have to stack God. nine players in the box to oh, stop Derrick Henry, oh, Ryan Tannehill's not throwing for 3,800 yards. So Check a, yourself there. If he had if a 1,000 yard, yard back instead of a 2,000 yard back. So a guy who can still run, who keeps you honest, he couldn't have made 700 of those yards up. No, because you know what? Oh. Nine guys are in the box to stop a 2,000-yard rusher named Derrick oh. Henry. Oh. There's a reason Ryan Tannehill's career was resurrected when he went to a, a place where they had a great offensive line and a great run game. There's a reason that Dak has been so successful because he went into a incredible situation with an incredible run game and a great offensive line. I want to see how he does it when it's times are tough, when the line's not that good and you're struggling, a.k.a. what Justin Herbert just did his rookie year. All right. Which is wild because you were that proven by one year so far, yet we've had all these quarterbacks prove themselves year after year. But whatever. I said, you're sleeping. You're sleeping. I Nick's, you know what's good? You're sleeping on Herbert. Nick's a little too high on Dak. That's where I'll leave because I have nothing wrong with where Nick had Herbert. I just, I didn't see Dak this high because you're going to have Dak in front of some other guys. Stafford's one of those guys that I definitely wouldn't have had Dak in front of him. But I think you have a couple other guys that I'm curious. So I just don't give know me your I, next guy. How can I give be me your too next high, guy here? How can I be too high on Herbert when he had one year and he's getting a whole new coaching staff? Like that's very valid. Because he was only in the NFL for one year. So when he succeeded in that one year, that's pretty impressive because that's batting a thousand, which would be the greatest batting uh, average in the so, history. So of the Justin line. Justin Jefferson is going to have sixteen hundred uh, receiving yards every year to hit, of his career, right? Oh, that's no, how Tim, this Tim, this, Tim, this is a really bad. This is a really bad transition because we killed Dakota on my number seven last year, and he took quite a dip. So at, oh. at, number, at number seven, let me hear um, it. Let me hear it. So. I will first start off with the guy is 
the closest thing to Michael Vick we've gotten to see on the field <laughs> since Michael Vick. So he's still a crazy, crazy talented football player. I would still make the argument that his team has not put enough receivers around him to really showcase what he could be. Now, the eye test also doesn't lie. He misses some throws that are pretty painful yep. to watch him miss. Um, but when I think about guys who, if I'm a defensive coordinator and I walk in and I'm just like, damn, if I miss two or three plays, this guy can completely screw us. Like mm -hmm. if, I, if, I, if I make a misassignment here, if I do this, if I call this coverage and it's this, he has that big play home run ability. And there's only a couple players in the NFL who you're like every single play, it doesn't matter where they are. They can be on the two, they can be on the five, they can be on their own 20. There's a risk of a touchdown, any play. And that is what keeps him still up. Now he took quite a fall from his MVP season. It was, it was quite a fall. Yep. And Dakota, I know we killed you on him last year. So I'll give you, I'll give you your flowers mm -hmm. here. You did oh, that. Oh, I don't know again. That. <laughs> I'll give you a little bit of flair. Number seven, I got uh, Lamar Jackson. I also had Lamar Jackson at number seven. Wow, look at that. That's the, I, I actually, I also, I don't have Lamar Jackson at number seven, but he's not far off. So I'm not going to kill either of you. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Nick, my biggest argument is I'm still not putting Dak Prescott ahead of Lamar Jackson. And uh, I know Dakota probably stick. I, I just, there's absolutely no way. Um, but you got it. You have to get past the fact that he's a cowboy at this point. I <laughs> trust me. You know what? I, I move past it. I, listen, I'll, I'll save it for when I do Lamar Jackson. He's not far off the ranking, well, so I'll oh, save it when we do well, that. Nick and I have Lamar. So real quick on him. Um, yeah. I so my biggest thing with you guys last year is I had him at five, and you both had him, I think, at three. And deservedly so, he was the yeah, MVP. Yeah. But yeah. I was just like. I was like, I don't, I think that was his peak. Like, I can't see him doing that every year because defenses are going to adjust. He's not going to be able to sustain that kind of play. And we saw him take a drop off. And I mean, he's still a top 10 quarterback, like don't get it twisted, but he definitely was struggling. I think he'll bounce back based on, they got him a couple more receivers, you know, not quite the ones you would want to see, but they retold it a little bit. He's got a strong tight end, you know, solid running game um they just really have to continue catering to his strengths like think run first um and you know my biggest concern about him coming out of college was that he it scared me as a quarterback and not in a good way he scared me because i didn't think he was consistent enough you know missing open receivers just not accurate you know his deep ball is so hitting miss um but we'll see we'll see i think he'll rebound i think he'll continue to be a top 10 quarterback but you def there's definitely a lot to be desired in his throwing game for sure. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to rapid fire real fast at you. So my number seven is a guy that Nick already mentioned. Um, I don't think you actually mentioned him yet Dakota, and he's been in the league for more than 10 years. So I would assume he's probably in your top three, um, <laughs> but he's a guy, I'm not going to lie. I love, I liked him a lot. Loved him. Loved him as a player. Always drafted him in fantasy. Always my guy. I thought he was always a great quarterback, you know, borderline, extremely good, great quarterback. Mm -hmm. He just, you, oh man, now that the Browns are successful or like they're good. I can't think of a more futile, just loser organization than the Detroit Lions. So I could never actually hype myself up. And like, <laughs> but like, I know, you know, his boy went into the Hall of Fame this year and his boy, I think, is one of the greatest wide receivers I've ever seen with my mm -hmm. own two eyes. But you know what? I could never actually get that excited for him because he still played for the loser Detroit Lions. 
And now he's out. And I saw Sean McVay take Jerry Golf to the Super Bowl. He had the most exciting offense before coaches were, you know, young, hot, and sexy and on the top of, you know, the SBs and TMZ and all that. Sean McVay was the guy that introduced us to that. Matthew Stafford, my number seven, is going to have a year. I love him in this situation. Cam Akers hurts the injury, but I don't think it's going to hurt the offense. They're going to throw the ball, and they're going to throw the ball more. They have a ton of weapons. They're not number one guys. You know, None of them are going to be nearly what he's had with Calvin Johnson, but they're solid guys in the role, and they've been in this system for a while. They're just literally taking the same system, same coach, same players, removing Jared Goff, and bringing in Matt Stafford. I think he's going to have a great year. But I did want to roll this one right into, and no offense to Skip you, Nick, but my number six is a guy you just talked about, so that's why I had to do it. I went with Lamar at number six. Yeah. He He's, you know what, I I hear what you guys are saying, and, you know, I never want to admit that Dakota was ever right because I think he's wrong most of the time. But mm. he's he he has not developed in the passing game. I'll give you that. He dropped off just because his MVP season, MVP season was the most incredible playmaking season I've ever seen. Like just what he was doing on a week to week basis was incredible. But here's the thing. Yeah. He didn't develop as a passer, but he is the greatest running quarterback. I think the NFL has ever seen at this point in his career. I think he's already the greatest running back running quarterback ever. I wouldn't wouldn't argue against that. If you're the greatest ever at something, it doesn't matter what it is. You can look at any position. You could be the best pass rushing D tackle, but stink on the run defense. You could be an incredible you know, run blocking guard, but stink at pass blocking. If you're the greatest ever at one aspect in NFL history, which Lamar Jackson is as the mobile running quarterback, that is something to be special. That is something that, you know, is an elite characteristic. And that's why he's number six in my rankings. And I'll, I'll dip back because until Nick reveals where Dak has him, Dak doesn't have a single elite characteristic or skill about him. Lamar Jackson does. Uh... Sure, it's not... It's not the leading, you know, skill set for his position. You know, he doesn't throw the ball very well and quarterbacks throw the ball, but he is and the greatest running quarterback in the NFL history. So he is an elite player in the fact that he has an elite characteristic or skill that you bring to the level, regardless of where he is in other areas. Yeah, I mean, interesting. I, I feel like if we had done this like, you know, 15 years ago when we were children, um, you know, Mike Vick, we'd be saying the same things about him, you know, phenomenal yeah. playmaker, but, you know, he's, he needs to develop as a passer. And eventually he did, you know, um, took him a little while, but I mean, with the Eagles, he was more of a passing quarterback than a runner. So uh, there's time. To be fair though, Michael, Michael Vick was a little too ahead of his time. I think the times have matched up with Lamar Jackson's skill set. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if he would be the same player if he was on a different team. The Ravens are a perfect team for him. They love oh, yeah. to run the ball. They have a strong yeah. stable of running backs. And what he's asked to do is perfect for them. He doesn't, you know, if he doesn't have to, it's like you have a playmaker that constantly touches the ball. And when you want to run the clock out, and the Baltimore Ravens have always been a historically good defensive team. When you want to kill the clock and let your defense win the game, he's your ultimate weapon in that area. Mm-hmm. So, but we got a number six, Nick. I know I skipped you, but, you know, we tied in too well. When you transition okay. smoother than butter, you got to hop on it. Oh. No, that's that I felt I felt that was fitting. That was fitting. I won't get upset. And I'm not, you know what? I'm not gonna tease you any longer because this this is where here he is. Know. I've <laughs> been waiting. It's really fun. You know what? I see the same vein. You have the same vein as Dakota. When I yell at him and he's just triggered, he's waiting to yell about something. I've talked a lot of shit on deck, so I know you got the argument. I'm waiting. I've seen the same Dakota vein popping out on your forehead. So, <laughs> so I 
my top five, you're going to hear a lot of the arguments about like winning. Winning is going to be a pretty common thing that comes up. And while correct, Dak doesn't have some of these things we talked about. I would argue he should have been rookie of the year, which would have been the same exact award that Herbert won. So you would have been there. Do you know what, do you know what Dak? What? Who won, who won that Zeke, year? Zeke, Zeke won. Zeke. That's, Zeke that's won that crazy. <laughs> same award, not the same year. Just because you win the award doesn't mean your rookie year was the same as Justin Herbert's rookie year. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> just so, so what, but <laughs> within, within, the, within his first three years, okay, so should have won rookie of, the, rookie of the year in my eyes. Yeah. His, sure, first three, his first three years – he led 14 game-winning drives, most by a quarterback ever. So came into the league, wasn't even supposed to be the guy. Justin Herbert was drafted to be the guy. Dak Prescott was a third-round pick who came into camp as QB3, okay? I think he was a fourth. So what? Yeah, yeah he might – Yeah, fourth yeah, round yeah, yeah. Pick. yeah, he was a fourth-round pick. So you're, you're talking not a, not a Herbert who came in, give you the offense, here's the playbook, you're the guy, call the team. Sure. He came out – it was like Tony Romo injury, injury, injury. Here you go, Dak. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Goes in, steals a job from the, one of the highest paid analysts ever, freaking Tony Romo. He's awesome. Um, He's awesome as an analyst. He is. He is awesome as an analyst. But goes on first three years, wins 14 game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. Then he has his MVP caliber season, 4,900 yards, which – with a running back who ran for 1400 yards is unbelievable. Like that's a lot of yards. That's ridiculous. Offensively last year was on pace for even better. Looking at 400 plus yards per game. MVP pace again, does get hurt. That's why, that's why I put him top five, but this guy is consistently year over year over year. He's either one put up crazy stats and sure, you want to knock a little bit of he has a great situation. A little bit of the Ryan Tannehill argument. Also the situation of like, can I blame Steph Curry that he's on a team where he gets to shoot them up ball as much as he can? Like, no. Sometimes you're in a situation that allows you to be great. That doesn't knock against you. It's the same thing I said about Brady when he went to the Bucks last year. He's in a great situation. You said, well, what about this? And what about, it doesn't matter. He's still got to get the job done. And like Tim, you said, he wins Super Bowls. There was only one quarterback sure. who won the Super Bowl. There's only one. He won the Super Bowl. So when you look at the stats, the wins, the pacing, he's only he's still young. I mean, he's what going on 28 years old, and he's already start shown so many things. Now, sure, is the health a concern? These precautionary MRIs don't love it. I I, I don't. But I yeah. think if you if you ask me five years from now. Because I always look at who do I put it, who do I put him next to? So I had him at six and Lamar at seven. If you say five years from now, I, I think Dak is still solid. I think he's still a great quarterback. Lamar could still be great, or he could be, I don't know. I feel more comfortable saying five years from now, I still feel very confident that Dak Prescott is the starting quarterback for the Cowboys and is a very, very legit possible pro bowler every single year. Lamar, I don't know if he was just a if he's a one trick pony, I don't, I don't think he is. That's why I'm at number seven. I'm not saying he yeah. is. Yeah. But I, if I have to sit there and go, who is who? I feel much more confident saying Dak is the guy going forward. I mean, yeah, I, 
listen, I've been waiting for this argument. I still stick back to my point where Lamar has already shown his ability to be an elite best all time, you know, running quarterback. So I think that skill will keep him very relevant and very good for the next couple of years. Uh, back to what you said with Herbert though. Like the thing is like Dak was a fourth round quarterback. And the thing is, Fourth round quarterbacks usually succeed. Like Russell Wilson was in a good situation. Dak went into a good situation. Herbert was drafted top five because his team stunk. He came in and was the best player on that offense, arguably. And then you mentioned the 14 game-winning drives, which I, I couldn't help but think. Dakota, I think you mentioned that stat too when you made the Ryan Tannehill argument. Is he had what 10 game-winning drives or something? I impressive. did. Yeah. See, it's almost like they're so similar where they're just both quarterbacks in incredible situations. That are, don't get me wrong, they're making their shots, but they're wide open shots because the situation they're in is incredible. I just, you know, I couldn't help but the correlation, uh, you know, between the two. I okay. would say, I would say, you know, uh, Justin Herbert has the better receiver. Keenan Allen's a top 10. I don't think any of the Cowboys oh, receivers are top 10. Oh, oh Mari Cooper, could, I could make an argument as a top 10 wide receiver. Don't act like he's gotten bums out there catching the ball. Like, oh, sure. not bum. that's a top five. Uh, no, that's a great. That's a great receiver. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, great I'm just. I'm just saying. You. You know, trying to make all these excuses. And I will. I will say the one thing. And it hurts me to have to keep. You know, defending Dak Prescott of all people. But hey, man, you um, don't have to be on the wrong side. You can be on the right side with me over here. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't hate him. He's. He's. He's too good of a, a human and too good. Of, he has too good of a character, but. Um, I will say the one thing that was very telling was I have a couple of friends who are unfortunately Cowboys fans and, you know, they all really liked Tony Romo. And when Romo went down and Dak stepped in and just, you know, carried the team, like, you know, nothing, like no, had nothing that happened. They were sold like within a couple of games, like we love Romo, but like this guy's the future already. Like he's, he's really just, he True. took command of that team. He's a very strong leader. Um, I will say, like what Nick said, uh, I find it curious that he just casually has MRIs. Like, you don't casually have an MRI. Um, See, the last time I heard that was with Andrew Locke and his, he was going to Germany for an experimental procedure. Everything's okay. (laughs) He's just trying out different things in Germany. Yeah, this this sounds like a lot like Andrew Locke. We don't just have MRIs for fun on Thursdays. There's something wrong there. I. I actually wanted – I considered putting him ahead of Lamar, but because of the injury question, I had to pull back on that. But Who did you have at number six? Who did you have at number so six? So we just jump into that enough on, Go on, ahead. on deck. Um, yeah, you made your point. So, so, Tim, you actually made some good points on this player. Um, I only make good points, just correct yeah, that I only I don't make know. Good After points. that whole spiel we just had to listen to with Dak and Herbert, I don't know just, about that. Just but. wait. When, when you put your work cited out, just make sure you spell my name correct. It's I-N at the end of all and not E-N, because your work site is going to be me, just two pages full of me. Well, so I'll, go I'll, on. What I'll, else did I say that's correct? You'll have to let me spell because you can't spell or speak correctly. Um, number six, I had Matthew Stafford. Uh, for oh. a lot of a lot of reasons that you were saying, um, it, this is just the perfect situation for him. And so, so f- for me, growing up, you know, obviously Brian Dawkins is my all-time favorite player, but my second favorite player of all time is Calvin Johnson, Megatron. So, who did I get to watch a lot of? Because I would watch a lot of Calvin Johnson, a lot of Matt Stafford. I grew up to like Matt Stafford a lot. Nick made a good point last year about he doesn't have the wins to really back up a lot of his career um 
you know, a lot of it has hollow stats, which, you know, you could sure. say, but I'm not, I'm not totally against it. Yeah. But I think with a, I think Sean McVay is going to benefit from this because he has a quarterback he can do more with. I think, I think Jared Goff's a little too safe of a quarterback, a little too boring. Can't always do as much. He's not an exciting guy. I think Stafford great. He, he throws one of the straw, like he throws a football, like a baseball. Have you ever seen like he, it goes like straight. Like it's insane how, how strong his arm is. Um, and it's just always on the money. I think he's just had bad situations. I mean, he's never really had a super consistent, like he either had like, you know, good line, but no playmakers, or he had good playmakers, but no line. It was just super inconsistent. He's never had a good defense in Detroit. Now he has arguably the best defense in, you know, LA with a good line, good playmakers around him. So I think he's going to thrive. And I think he'll have, he might have the best year of his career, honestly. So that I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. All right, so the top five is come, and here we are. I think if, I, if I'm if i taking score correctly, we all have the same top five. What the order is, we'll see. The but order Nick will be interesting, started. for sure. Oh, here's right. Dakota coming out of his way to say, I did something stupid. I, no, that's not what I meant. Oh, <laughs> well, trust me, I've done enough episodes right. with you to know what we'll, that we'll means. We'll see. So Nick, everything, everything will fall after Nick says his five, so we'll see what happens. Go all ahead, right. top five. All right. So, so at five, I'm going to take a little bit, a little bit of the Dakota approach. Just, oh. just a little, just a little oh. bit, just a little bit. Phenomenal season, phenomenal season, okay. but I'm not going to act like it wasn't the biggest shock in the NFL that he had the year that he had, which gives me a little bit of pause because it makes me wonder how repeatable it is when you go from a guy who is like the, a turnover machine to an MVP caliber season. And he just got the bag. He just got a quarter of a billy. Mm, and if there's one man. thing that makes you, there's two things I always say it's very, very hard to be hungry after is Super Bowls and big contracts. Fair enough. And it is very, very hard to come back as hungry as you are. All the doubt or hate you can throw in your head, all this. It is very, very hard when you sign for a quarter of a billion dollars to come back as hungry. Now, He's definitely a top five quarterback. Mm-hmm. Not saying he's not. He's definitely a top five quarterback. His size, his speed, his strength. He's got a top five receiver. He's got a great opportunity there. I think he's in a great situation. Um, but the other four, I have better arguments for being above him. So I'm going to go with number five with Josh Allen. Fair I also have I, Josh Allen at number five. Good pick. Really? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So seeing that the, we all have the same top five, I feel like, because I did not have Josh Allen number five, but I oh. don't feel like he's going to be that far off your list. So I went with a guy, and you know what the, the tiebreaker here was between this guy and Josh Allen, who will be, you know, I don't know, no spoilers or anything. He is next on my list. Is I think that Josh Allen is a better 2021 than this guy. I, I like where Josh Allen is going with this organization. You mentioned the contract. I see where you're coming from. You're right. Who? I mean, you give me all this money. Of course, I'm, you know, my desire to be hungry and get money is a little bit lower, but he's in a great situation. He's got great weapons. He, I think just showed his peak. I think he can still get better. My number five though, is Russell Wilson. He's an incredible quarterback. He's an incredible quarterback MVP year in and out. I worry about his future. 
Josh Allen is my number four. Like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll roll him into one, you know, cause I kind of, it's the same argument with Dak and her. You like to jump ahead anyways. There's no order to you. So <laughs> of course, of course I never followed the line, no. but Josh Allen, I like where he's going to be next year. I think I, you're really talking about like an MVP. Like I would say probably the favorite MVP pay, favorite going next year. If you want to say Mahomes is fine, but I, the only guy I'm listening to is Mahomes is better favorite. And that's just because it's Mahomes. But yeah. Josh Allen's in a great situation. He's got a great stable of wide receivers. He's got a solid offensive line. The run game is a little weak, but the coaching staff's incredible. Uh, he, they kept Brian Dybul. He did not leave. He stayed as the offense coordinator. Russell Wilson's in this in the other boat. He's he's a seven-time Pro Bowler. He's over the age of 30. He's looked really good. His team is no longer really good. His team is working things out. His offense line's pretty bad. Carson's solid, but, you know, the running game isn't that great when you don't have blocking. He's got two stud wide receivers, but, again, the offensive line's bad. He went out of his way to even mention that his offensive line stinks. Most quarterbacks buy their offensive line in Rolexes and, you know, tablets. Russell Wilson spent this summer saying he, if he was traded, you know, if he was interested in being traded, a big if, it would be because his offensive line stinks. Um, but I want Russell Wilson here. And then Josh Allen is obviously number four, just because I think Josh Allen's in for a hell of a year. I like the Bucks or the Bills a lot, and I like him as an MVP favorite. Yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat as Nick with Josh Allen. Um, here's is... the other thing. So so here's the other thing. Ben. All right, just go ahead. <laughs> Josh Allen, I, I'm sorry. I try so hard when you start talking. You know you don't. Off, I, can't you just, I you try say, so hard. Say, I, I try I so hard. Saying it's more important. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson is incredibly durable. He's played every single game he's been a part of, and he gives you that rushing element was very impressive. Josh Allen had 631 rushing yards this year. I think he's been the leading rusher on his team for the last two years. Russell Wilson had the one year going eight, 849 yards rushing in 2014. But since that, Josh Allen is 631 rushing yards he had this year is better than any other year Russell Wilson's had. So he gives you that rushing element that Wilson gives you. And he's got a cannon. They both do, but Josh Allen really improved a lot as a passer this year. Don't don't quote me on this, but I'm 90% sure that Russell Wilson has the highest win percentage of any quarterback in his first nine seasons in NFL history. Yeah, he, he, has, he, has, he has a lot of those. Like, a lot records. of records. I, I, I named a lot of them last year. He has but, a lot. Yeah. But hey, you know, to go back into the deck argument, when you're drafted in the fourth round, you're usually in a better situation than when you're drafted top five. That's he was do with it. Matt, Matt, no, no, Matt Flynn was supposed to be the starting quarterback for the Legion of Boom. We're not talking but about then Russell Wynn beat him out. We're not talking about no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, just say being in a good situation helps. And I don't think that situation is as good as it was before. And I think Josh Allen's in a much better situation. Did, so I like his future. What, better. what was the Chargers record since you keep bringing out Justin Herbert? Since he's so good, if he was so good, they would have made the playoffs. Well, he's a rookie. Where they where they go? Seven to nine, six and ten, or something. Seven nine, six ten sounds about right. Okay, so he wasn't really winning them games. He was just putting up good stats, is what you're telling me. No, you did not. Wait, 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 hold on, time You did not just use the argument they didn't make the playoffs because he was a rookie, right? When you've been killing Dak this whole year, when they won the NFC East, Dak's rookie year. You talking about me? No, no, no. Tim, Tim's been all over this. This. Oh, well, Herbert was a rookie. They couldn't make the playoffs. Dak brought them to the playoffs that year. Mm. No, no, no. I'm, no, well, my argument was that Herbert's a top five or top six pick. He went to a bad situation. Dak went into a great situation. He had a great offensive lineman. He was drafted with an um, – Zeke won the rushing title his rookie year. 
That was the first year he got there. They had a solid defense. They were a much better team than what Herbert walked into. So, of course, yeah, it's easier to take your team that was borderline playoff team. I think they may have been, even been in the playoffs last year with Romo and Dak brought him in. Instead of Herbert taking a team that was one of the worst in football and made them six wins, seven teams, solid team. This is the same tangent we had last year when we kept bringing Brady back into the conversation when he was already passed. But so <laughs> back, I, back. I feel like who, who we got a number four? That's what I want to hear. Who I'm we not, got I'm a number four? With, hold on, hold on. I'm not done with Josh. Uh, here, we here we go. Here Relax. we go. Here Relax. we go. <laughs> um, I, I like the one thing the Bills uh, social media team pointed out that uh, so his his past three seasons, he's improved an average. Uh, his passing yards have improved an average of 1,235 yards each year. And so they, mm-hmm. they did a projection. So by 2027, he's going to be throwing for 13,000 yards a season. But Sounds no, pretty accurate, to be no, honest. He, uh, that's the one thing that I think is, is just so impressive. Is, and, I, it, and it came on early in the year, too, that he was just a different player. And I don't know if it was in parts just to find digs. Um, but I love that bromance that they're having right now. And it's such a oh, good yeah. tandem. Um, but, but for Josh Allen to just progress like that, like that's exactly how you want your quarterback to, to like, that's such a natural progression. Like, obviously if you can get lucky, they'll play super well their rookie year or they'll catch fire their second year. But to go from like rookie, you make your mistakes, you kind of learn your way through the NFL second year, starting to put the pieces together third year pro bowler, possible MVP that's a huge trajectory that's a great trend upwards so I I don't know if he'll be MVP discussion again this year but he's definitely cemented himself as a top quarterback in the league for sure oh I think he's the favorite for the MVP mm. there's, a, there's another guy who we haven't mentioned yet who's pretty nasty but fair enough so all right Nick what do we got at number four so number four uh we've talked a lot about this guy one of my, my one of my favorite guys uh, as a person and as a football player. Um, and while you said most quarterbacks buy their linemen Rolexes, this guy actually bought his lineman Amazon stock, but nobody <laughs> talks about that. Um, well, so he, he threw his offense lineman under the bus publicly. So he's <laughs> the one talking about that. Listen, he didn't come out and have a press conference to say, I bought them all on Amazon stock. He said, I need a better offensive lineman. Or I want to be traded to Chicago. That's okay, that's I, what he I went out of the way to say. He didn't say he didn't he didn't he didn't say that. Chicago, but he definitely didn't say I have a great offensive line. He definitely said uh, we need to improve there. All right. All right, let's get back to the actual point. So Go ahead. He, so he is uh, a winner. The dude has won a ton of games. You can go through the winning percentages. Most you know most wins through the first two, three, five, seven, whatever seasons. Um, I think the future is a little bit uncertain for him. I think that he currently has the best wide receiver tandem in the NFL. Um, and, And I think, I think that he's the type of guy who can dictate where he goes next. He's not dropping into some five win team. He's a guy who, if he leaves Seattle, he's going to a good opportunity. And I have no doubt that he could go pick a new destination and compete and have a very, very good chance of bringing that team to a conference championship. He's been doing it for a long time. He's, I would say, the most elusive, best scrambling quarterback who actually throws the ball, not scramble to run, 
but scramble to throw that I've ever seen. I think his ability to break tackles, he's got this Houdini, this magical, the play is never dead. Uh, I think Carson Wentz thought he had a lot of Russell Wilson in him and that bit him real hard. Um, His ability to find receivers, the connection he has with Tyler Lockett is just money on on another level of ridiculousness. Yeah. Um, I think just if I were to sit here and say with Tim's adage, if I was going to start my team today, he's 32 years old. I think if you put him on my team, I have a very legitimate chance to go win a Super Bowl, Super Bowl contention oh, in five, seven years. And without I don't think the team, and I don't think the team's gotten worse because of him. The defense has fallen off a cliff. Yep. They were a top defense and now they're arguably a bottom 10 defense. And I don't think the argument's very hard. So yeah. I, for me, I just I like I like his longevity better than Josh Allen. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. If Josh Josh Allen repeats this year and Russell Wilson repeats what he did last year, that would flip. But in this very moment, what I have, I would say I'd put what Russell Wilson at number four. I I agree with everything you said. Nothing. I mean, don't don't take a top five ranking of Russell Wilson as disrespect. Like I I look as Josh Allen and Russell Wilson as top five quarterbacks, and let's be honest, Russell Wilson is one of the best football players in the league right now. But they're both top five quarterback elite players. I just like Josh Allen's situation better than Russell Wilson's, so I think he's going to have more success the coming year. And, you know, you mentioned Russell Wilson going to a new team. I couldn't agree with you more. Whatever team Russell Wilson goes to is a Super Bowl contender. But it's just I know where Josh Allen is. I love his situation. I think his situation is going to make him better. And that's why I had him a little bit higher. Because going into this next year, I just like his situation better than I like Russell Wilson's. Sure. And just the, the team's on the up and up, but there's nothing against Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, an absolute stud. You are right. The team is just, the team isn't matching him talent wise and specifically the defense. And I think that's why they made that huge deal for Jamal Adams, give him the big contract and make up all those draft picks is they need an immediate upgrade because they have a quarterback that's ready to win right now. And that's the hardest thing to find. But then, yeah, they're both top five quarterbacks, elite players in the league. It's just, I like Island's situation next year better than Wilson's. Sure. I understand. He is awesome, though. He's so good. He's been great. To, and he's so durable. He's never missed a game. And the play, like, the thing is, everyone craps on the running, running quarterback because they just can't stay healthy. Russell Wilson's been healthy every single year he's been in the game, and he has been the, the pinnacle of a scrambling quarterback. You couldn't have dreamed of a better scrambling quarterback. And, and the knock on him was he was too small, which was durable. Yeah, he's concerned. He's so good. Like a top five ranking is no disrespect. It's just the four guys I have in front of him are all in situations where I can pretty much guarantee success next year. And at least the year after that, but Russell, I just, I don't, the, they're in for a weird time. Cause this is the transition period. He already made things public this off season. If they're not good this year, those rumblings are only going to get louder, but Hey, Dakota, we've filled up most of the time to make you look smarter than you are. What is your number four? Um, I think the, I think they're fair points on, uh, Mr. Danger Russ Wilson. Um, I'm a little higher on him. He still has a lot left and he's still in his prime. Um, and I honestly don't know if he'll ever leave Seattle. I don't think, I just don't, I can't see him in another Jersey. It's just would be weird. Um, but my number four is a guy that I, I would, I, I would say I disrespected last year. Here it comes. Uh, I definitely disrespected oh. him. 
There we go. And to start this list, I actually penciled him in at like seven. And then I was like, I was like, all right, let me let me look at his actual numbers. Let me see how good he really was this year. And I had to admit he lit it up, and I was surprised. Forty-two, forty-three-year-old Tom Brady oh, was lighting yeah. up the scoreboards. Um, granted, I'll play the Tim card. You know, he has a very great team around him. Um, oh. Wait, Mike Evans? Have you ever heard of him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a solid receiver. Um, so solid. That's cute. I I think I don't. Besides, maybe the Cowboys as much as that disgusts me to say there's not a better offense that he would fit in that just kind of complements what he needs as a quarterback. Um, I think his, some of his better years in new England were when he had, you know, a solid running game that he could rely on. And then, you know, at least one good weapon, whether it was a tight end or a receiver that he could find. I mean, early in Tom Brady's career, he had like almost nobody. So he was making, you know, plays out of nothing, but, now that he's older, he needs that support. Um, and if you watched even a minute of the Super Bowl, you would see that he had hours to throw the ball. I think you could have put like a Apple Watch on him and tracked his steps, and he would have gone for like 20 steps because all he did was drop back one step, get rid of the ball. There was no pressure on him. That line, one of the best offensive lines in the league. Very good. One of the best – I would say a top 10 uh, receiver unit, you know, you factor in Gronk, uh, OJ Howard and Cameron Brait. It's a nice tandem of tight ends there and, or trio of tight ends. And then he, yeah, he, he's, it's, it's still weird. This was the weirdest thing to me though. It was a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week it was the hall of fame enshrinement. I watched Peyton Manning go into the hall of fame. Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl. You know how mind-blowing yeah. that is? I watched them at the same time growing up as a kid. And Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl, and Peyton Manning just got into the Hall of Fame. That just blows my mind that he's still playing at this level. It blows my it mind. Is, it, it is pretty crazy. And uh, we were saying this earlier, and I think Nick already said it, like, Russell Wilson, if he goes to a new team, is a Super Bowl contender. We already mentioned Aaron Rodgers is probably having his last year, which we'll get to in our rankings. And, again, he will also pick wherever he wants to go. You reach that certain status. Tom Brady yeah. picked where he wanted to go, and he picked a team with incredible offensive line and incredible defense and nice weapons. I'll slide right in and just say Tom Brady's my number three. Okay. He is – yeah, he's – Nick, three as well? Yeah, yeah. I think that's so fair because you know what? Obviously, all of our number one is going to be the same. You know, there's no reason not to think he's number one. Well, and then no, this guy, this guy. <laughs> and then the number two, it's nothing, nothing against. Like, I, I think, obviously, I stick to the argument Nick mentioned earlier. When you win the Super Bowl, you had a successful year. I know it's a team sport, but individually, if you win the Super Bowl, you had a successful year. Mm -hmm. When you win the Super Bowl MVP, even more impressive of a year. Um, he's still a guy, like, even if, we, if you're talking about starting your team right now, I know he doesn't have much of a future, but you're talking about being a Super Bowl contender for the next two years. It's, he's the same caliber of Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and what we're saying if they go to new teams. But this guy, if you want to win the Super Bowl the next two years, have him on your team. You have a very good chance. He went to a great situation. And I think that team was ready to win, but he was the one that put him over the top. His attitude, his leadership, and his ability to come up clutch in the big moments – 
he was so important to that team. That team was loaded. And I think everyone realized how much it was loaded after Brady got there. And then you saw them winning and you saw them on national TV every week. But then you realize, damn, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are awesome. Levante David and Devin White, who we just did in linebacker service, are awesome. Jason Pierre Ball, Vita Vea are suffocating. And that offensive line is really good. There was a lot of good team, but it takes a player like Tom Brady, who's just so incredible, to just bring him to the next level. And He's my number three, just because I think the other two guys are just are lined up for better years. I think they have a little bit more left in the tank where Brady, he might not put up the stats. He doesn't have to, but he'll win games. But I like the other two guys just a little bit better in statistical performances and, you know, what they have left. But Tom Brady is, you could argue, the best quarterback to have right now, too. Yeah. So, so I think that Dakota brought up an interesting point. We talked about watching Peyton Manning and him during – that yeah, was crazy. Okay. I didn't. I never thought about that, but that is actually disgusting to think about. Because <laughs> while while that is crazy, because I remember growing up watching it. I'm from New England, watching that that battle, and I was a big mm. Manning fan, and then so, so that was obviously you know real big. But Dakota, do you realize that Megatron, your boy who just got inducted in the Hall of Fame, mm. was a sophomore in high school when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl, and he just went into the Hall of Fame. So you want to talk about longevity, yeah, Megatron? Yeah was 15 years old and he just got inducted in the hall of fame and brady just won a super bowl again last year i mean i don't think we're ever gonna fully comprehend how ridiculous all of his accomplishments are i I don't think that there's words to really talk about it he switches team after two decades in one organization whole new system you guys were both very down it wasn't gonna work and I was like, listen, there's going to be growing pains, mm-hmm. but eventually they're going, to, they're going to figure it out, right? They they're figured it out work. so fast, so fast. The, uh, the fact that even with, a, even with a slow start, like he, didn't, he came out of the gates real slow the first five games. Yeah. He still threw for 4,600 yards and 40 touchdowns. Like that means if he didn't like suck the first five games, basically, you're talking about a 5,000-yard season, year 21, okay? Yeah. You threw, that's you, incredible you and in, in an off season where he didn't even have to actually practice with any of them because there was the pandemic so you have all these teams bringing back all these players he's going to a completely new situation and when he gets there all he asked for was his teammates numbers he showed up in tampa bay and he said i'd want everybody's number like he's still so hungry he still has that 199th pick mentality that same wake up every day which is nuts. all the money invested in his body like all the things that he does it's just incredible to watch. I mean, it, it it really was. It was one of those things where I was like, you know, if he goes to Tampa Bay and he wins, I might buy a Brady jersey. And honestly, I might buy one just to frame it, just to be able to look back and like just remember what I got to grow up watching. I mean, 01, I was eight years old. Like I, I, I was in the third grade, you know, watching this guy win the Super Bowl. Now I have a, a kid and another kid on the way and i'm still watching it making him watching him watch super bowls like Good point it's it's just amazing what he's done i don't think we'll ever be able to fully fully comprehend what we've got to witness just just incredible um but and he's bringing back all his entire starting offense so he could throw for 5000 yards at almost 45 years old and man would that be insane yeah the tr- the tricky thing with brady is like it's it's not even it's not even a question that he is the greatest quarterback of all time, but to place him in the current crop of like, is he the best player right now? 
I think is also like an a, a interesting argument. And to have him top five for all of us is like, what a, what a, like, I mean, to say he's a LeBron of the NFL is almost like a disservice because of how much he's been able to do. Um, it's weird. And the then, longevity and, of them, the and, longevity of the both are impressive. I, they both I, play against dads and sons. And that's yeah. yeah. But yeah. when I you mean, play against dads it, and sons, geez. Think yeah. about it, Tim. Like, can you, can you name any player from the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl in 2005? That's like, who's still playing besides Brady? Nobody. No, I mean, still playing. Absolutely no one. Westbrook, I mean, McNabb. Like, nope. <laughs> T.O. Nope. Like you're talking about guys that have, that have that been sounds like they haven't played in T.O. Years. I mean, you, you could say the two best players in that Super Bowl, if you want, was Tom Brady versus Terrell Owens. One has been in the Hall of Fame for a little bit now, and the other one is still just won a Super Bowl. It goes back to the same thing you said about Peyton Manning and Calvin Johnson. It is, yeah. it is crazy when you hear the fact that you think back to all those not, those Monday night football, Sunday night football games when you were staying up as a little kid in elementary school, and it was the Patriots versus the Colts, and that was the AFC powerhouses. You knew that the Super Bowl was going to be represented by one of those quarterbacks pretty much every year and one of them just walked in the hall of fame the other one just won a super bowl it's just the the aging is incredible honestly my last point on brady is that at this point people who still talk shit on him and still don't like him is because they're fatigued of seeing him win like they're just tired of seeing tom brady in the league for 20 plus years I'd be careful about that because you were one of those people that were talking shit on him last year and were giving him respect. So I, I don't know if I would have called myself out, but you seem to go that route. But going to number two, since we've sucked enough Brady Wiener, and don't get me wrong, he's yeah, awesome I, and I'll admit I, it, but I, I hate talking about how great Tom Brady is. Year, I have a guy whose number two is the whoa, MVP whoa, whoa, from whoa, last whoa, year. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we're just going to skip over my number three? Well, yeah, I figured you were done. My number three is not Tom Brady. Oh, he had, uh, he had four. Here we go. You he know, went and just called out just... everyone that disrespects Tom Brady, and you didn't even have your top three. I was helping you by skipping that and just letting you ignore from publicly saying how idiotic people are that downgrade Tom Brady. You didn't even have him in the top three. I was trying I, to help I, you. I think four is pretty damn good, but uh, um, who do you have? Who do you have at three? Uh, this is the guy who's still, I mean, besides one and two, who I think are this season just in a different tier but number three i still have russell wilson he was my number three last oh, year shit. or no he's my number two last year care. well it's because you don't care about the future you only care about the past a tom brady's gonna give you a better future than russell wilson he could it looks a lot better he just won a super bowl like i said i'm a year early you're a year late uh, same yeah but we are. This, this is the same boat we were playing with herbert versus dak tom brady has a far better team than, than russell wilson does Far sure, that's why I think his future is going to be better. But he was also the Super Bowl MVP last year, so yeah, I okay. kind of like him a little bit better. Uh, I just I, Russ has just been like the model of consistency. I mean, every year he's he's had insane numbers. What the mm-hmm. lowest amount of wins he's had in the season is nine. You oh, know, oh. he he's just a, a competitor, a winner, and I'm not really sure what happened halfway through the last season, but those first you know six, seven, eight games. He was the MVP front runner. People seem to forget that, you know, then he had some, you know, his running backs were getting injured. He had some offensive line problems. That offensive line was already bad and they were having more problems, you know, so he's forced to make all these plays. And, and like Nick was saying, there is a little bit of, you know, you could see Carson Wentz for a lot of things that we complain about him doing. 
holding on to the ball too long, not getting rid of the ball. Russ does that too. It's just that more often than not, he connects on making those plays. But last year just wasn't working for him. But I mean, I don't, I don't see him declining. So I'm not going to drop him back to five like you. I still think he's one, um, one of the best quarterbacks in this league. So I'm listen, comfortable with we've him already, three. We've already established that I'm a year early where you're a year late. So that's why I have him at number five. And I don't like his you know, future as much as you do. You know, Tom I like Brady's that he started older than Russ, right? I, and you know what? I like the fact you know, that Russ has a Super Bowl wait, rain, right? You seem to love people who have Super wait, Bowl Wait, really? Rings. Really? You want to throw that? All right. Does Josh Allen have a Super Bowl ring? Yeah, Does Tom Brady? Allen. Does Tom Brady have a Super Bowl ring? Yeah, that's that's fine. But I'm saying, you should I mean, that's 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 who you have. I do. Wilson in. <laughs> I do. I do have a legitimate. I do. I do have a legitimate question here because Dakota, you bring up an interesting point about age and rings. Yeah. Do you honestly feel that there's a better chance that Russell Wilson gets another ring before Tom Brady? Because I don't. I don't. There's no way. Unless I mean, no, no I, I don't. No, I, no, I mean, I don't. to if we were doing our season preview, I probably like as of today, I would say the Buccaneers are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. But I'm saying, based on I, I don't see Russ dropping off in five years. I see Tom Brady dropping oh, off in five years. There's no way he's playing till he's 48. You know, I see Tom Brady being no, better in the next two years that. than Russell Wilson. <laughs> I, I in the next two years I see Tom Brady being better. I don't. And you started no, your no no. You there's no way they your keep, argument. There's you no way they keep that Buccaneers argument. team together for, for the next five years. There's I no know. way. I, I see. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I see two more Super Bowl appearances, and probably at least one of those two is a win. Yeah, I I, I, you start your argument with saying I, Russell Wilson is the model consistency. Tom Brady has been the model consistency where he's at the Super Bowl pretty much every other year. I, I don't know how to understand what you want more consistency-wise. Sure, in the next five years, one with Tom Brady, probably not because he's going to be playing two of those years and probably – lose a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl in those next two years. But Russell Wilson probably won't even get to the NFC Championship game in the next five years. So what am I really balancing this off of? Two years of incredible Tom Brady or five years of, you know, divisional round playoff exits by Russell Wilson and the subpar Seattle Seahawks? I'm just saying you seem to place a lot of emphasis on position, on like who's surrounded by a quarterback and then just play it how you like. So, I mean – well, no, I, I like their future because I like the situation they're in. But going with that, and I, 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 I guess we all have the same number two, one and two. I don't know. With Dakota, I have no idea what you're going to pull out of your ass. So I, I don't want to say that. And I actually, I actually about have uh, Derek Carr as my number two. Here I thought Wentz go. was your number Here two. We go. Oh, stop. Carson Wentz is number one. Derek Carr's number two. <laughs> what is so I gotta all right. I'll I will say I will say what I had at number one and two. You just tell me if if I was wrong, and then we'll throw it back to Nick and let the guest wrap it up and with his first breakdown. But I went with the the former MVP, the current MVP actually, Aaron Rodgers at number two, and then the guy who's probably gonna be number one for these rankings for the next ten years, Patrick Mahomes. Any disagreements, Dakota? I'm waiting. You think I would put on a Pat Mahomes jersey and not have him number one? When you when you put the jerseys on is when you're the most craziest. So I don't know what the hell you're gonna do. But Nick, start us off. Give me a little breakdown about maybe maybe the Denver Broncos' future quarterback and then the best quarterback yeah. in the league right now. So I I, I will say I was very very shocked with the year that Aaron Rodgers put together. Obviously, I was high on him. You know, the year before I had him at number five. I I I think I counted him out a little bit too early. I thought he was kind of getting a little. And I was like, yeah, I think I've seen the best of Aaron Rodgers. 
the year he put together last year was just, I mean, you want to talk about accuracy, 71% completion percentage, 48 passing touchdowns, add another three on the ground. That's 51 tutties, only five picks, only five picks, all that. Like he had such an incredible season and there was so much hype around oh, the Broncos going to trade Pat Sertan and four first round picks. And I'm sitting there going, if you put him in an offense that had that receiving core, no offense, that backfield, the defense they have, I don't think that there's many players in teams could go from being a six win team to a 13 win team, but he's that good. He, he is that good. That team is that young, talented. And I still think he has a solid five years left. I think he has a four-year deal with a new team after this season because him and Green Bay are – Oh, they're done. They're, they're, they're done. done. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And we mentioned this earlier with Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. If you put them on new teams, they're Super Bowl contenders immediately. If you put Aaron Rodgers on any of the teams in the NFL, they're Super Bowl contenders because they're on it. Um I am curious to see how the, I think he's going to be great this year. I think he's going to give it everything he's got it for one more year with the Packers and he's, and they're ready to win. He's not an idiot. He knows that this team is very good and this team could win a Super Bowl. I think he goes out he has a great year, but I do think this is the last year with Green Bay. So I'm interested with his future where their number one guy who I feel like we just probably the shortest case and argument can be made for the number one guy. Cause we're just not interested just because it's so obvious. He's so good. And he's so clearly the future of the NFL and, he, you know, he lost the Super Bowl fine, but he's still back-to-back -back Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, MVP. He's awesome. He's going to continue to be awesome. I, you know, what, what do you want? What do you want me to say that you don't already know about Patrick Mahomes? You've heard everyone talk about how great he is for the last three years. I, I can't really tell you something new. He's just incredible. He, already right now, he's on a Hall of Fame pace. You know, you know, you know, every elite player always has a moment where you, they just, they make a play. We are like, I will never be able to see you and not remember that moment. In the Super Bowl, he's scrambling out. He is parallel to the ground. Yeah. Throws a ball to the end zone, hits his man in the chest. Guy drops the ball, but I'm sitting there going, there's nobody else on the planet who could make that throw in a Super Bowl on fourth down being chased for your life. Yeah. other than that guy right there and it, it didn't end up in the glory didn't end up in the touchdown to this but there was just that moment where i'm like you just did something i will never see anybody else do and yeah. that was truly amazing i said this last year when we did these rankings when you talk about quarterbacks that have been regular season mvps super bowl mvps and have a super bowl win it took Mahomes three years to accomplish that it took Tom Brady eight years to do that. It took Peyton Manning nine years to do that. It took legends like John Elway 16 years. It took Joe Montana 11 years. Surprisingly, Patrick Mahomes did it in the second, you know, shortest amount of time. You know, it only took Kurt Warner two years to do it. I don't, you know, talk about a guy that came in, fizzled, and, you know, went. But he's already a Hall of – he's got a Hall of Fame resume through three years already. And he's continuing to be awesome. I love the team. I love the organization. I love the coaching. He's in a great spot. Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't get to speak on Aaron Rodgers, so I'll just touch on him quickly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm same sentiment as Nick. I did not see his season coming out the way it was going to. Um, 
And luckily enough, last year I had him and Kyler Murray on my fantasy team. And they were putting up insane numbers, but I couldn't start both of them. So I actually, I think Nick, I trade Rogers to you. Um, but yeah, he's, this could be his last run. And I, Nick and I were talking the other day about how it's kind of wild to think back, but like, you remember when Brett Favre had that whole falling out with green Bay and we were like, Oh, Brett Favre is the villain. He's the one causing all the problems. Well, maybe it's green Bay and how their organizations run. That seems to be the problem. Maybe they don't know how to hold on to their best players because this is playing out exactly like Brett Favre was. He was a player a little towards the end of his career, but still playing well, you know, for the most part, I, I Rogers is playing much better than Favre was at this point, but Favre was still a starting quarterback. So he drafted a quarterback sat for a couple of years, whatever, but obviously Favre's not happy because he still wants to be the guy finally gets his way out. Rogers, same situation, just wants more weapons. What do they do? They draft a quarterback. Well, I still got years left in me, you know, and now he's, you know, almost sat out, but now he's going to play after restructuring some, some details into his contract and he could be out there by next year with a, with a, in a different uniform. So that's the fact that Rogers and, and Russell might be in different uniforms next year is pretty mind boggling, but yeah, he's uh, I mean, to come off an MVP season at he's like 38, like he's not some young buck anymore, but he's still slaying it. It's one of the smoothest throwers I've ever seen with a football, like just perfect touch. I mean, we've all seen his insane how Mary. So um, he's pretty awesome. Yeah, and, and then to think, yeah, and to think and to think the guy never threw a touchdown to a first round receiver. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about a reason to leave an organization. Yeah, you're like, please just get me some help. Please yeah. just get me some help. What do you do? Oh, let's trade up to get a quarterback. Yeah, I uh, yeah, it was this piss poor management. This is why he's pissed off, and he went through a whole dozens of names of people that they screwed over before him, and this is why he's mad. You know, a franchise legend is mad with your team because of this. Yeah, and I think people like to point out, and they're, they'll say, you know, against it, that he has Devontae Adams, one of the best, if not the best receiver in the league, and he has, you know, Jones as a running back, and those are two phenomenal players, but, like, that's it. Like, you can't – if they get taken out of the game, who else does he have to throw – the talent after those two – I mean, running back's a little different, but the talent after wide receiver is such a drop-off from Devontae. It's insane. Like, they, they don't have a bona fide number two – Really don't have any good slot guys. I mean, they bought Randall Cobb back. Tunyon is just a touchdown machine, but he can't do anything else besides catch 10-yard balls in the end zone. You know, it's – We'll, see. Trait, though. we'll see what happens. Trait. But, um, yeah. And you, know, and, you know, and, you, and you know what really, like, I think pushed it all over the edge was Brady first year with the Bucks. Yep. He was like, I want Gronk. I want Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. What do they do? They bring Gronk out of retirement. They make a trade with the Patriots. In the preseason, Bruce Arians like, we don't have room for Antonio Brown. We don't have room for Antonio Brown. He's not going to be in our future. Yeah. And then you know Brady was there every day. I need yep. this guy. I need this guy. I need... What does he do? It, that, that's not an easy signing to make. There was a lot of cloud around Antonio. If that doesn't work out, that blows up in your face. If he yeah, goes, yeah. gets arrested with you. I mean, he was on like a weird, weird, weird road at that point. Now we're past it, and he had like a rehab year. So people don't really talk about it. But that was not a sexy signing. That was like a, you guys signed Antonio Brown after this past two years. Right. You know, like that's trust. Bruce Arians had no reason to trust Tom Brady, but that 
that organization was like, you know what? We brought you in. We brought you in to be the guy. We trust you. Uh, what more did Aaron Rodgers have to do for Green Bay to get that type of respect? That's true. I mean, their top 10 pick they used on an offensive lineman. They drafted Tristan Wirth, who protected Brady incredibly. And that's yeah. probably a Brady pick. But again, that's what it takes to sign these guys. You you, you got to be foolish if you think that Brady was coming to a team where he wasn't going to have control over certain things. You know, these picks, what you're saying, signing Antonio Brown, getting Gronk, drafting an offensive tackle in the top 10. Those are decisions that Brady makes because that's why he signed with you. Aaron Rodgers has been your guy. He's proven to be that guy. He is a franchise icon, a legend that everyone loves. Again, if he goes to a new team, they guarantee that he has the control over that when they sign him. Why doesn't the team that he's a legend of already give him that? I don't understand. It's just, it's like they're still waiting for him to earn it when any other team, if they brought him in as a new player, he would have it already. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, real quick on Mahomes. I mean, you guys pretty much said all the good stuff. There's really, I mean, he doesn't need an explanation. Like people know how good he is. Um, just a gunslinger who can make any throw that seems impossible somehow possible. Um, and the craziest thing is that we're talking about a 25 year old Super Bowl winner, MVP winner in the same company as 30 plus year old Hall of Famers. Like he's that yeah. good already. Like that's, yeah, it's crazy. It was an easy one. He's, he's awesome, but yeah. Yeah. it's been a, it's been a good list. I enjoyed it. I sure. I, I'll be the first to admit that I have a Cowboys bias, but <laughs> I still think you had Dak way too high. Way too high. Eh, I don't know about eh. that. But either way, it's been a delight. I have the best dynasty team in our league, so it's been <laughs> pleasurable. I'll see you guys again. This Hope guy. to do it again soon. I don't know. I'm Dakota, give, us a, give us a little send-off. Dakota, give us jingle the beard and say goodbye. I don't know. After, after all this Prescott and Herbert madness, I might have to kick you off the podcast. I don't know. Uh, we both know that'll be a bad decision. <laughs> All right, Nick, thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure. Great to talk with you. Dakota, I will suffer through another round of your nonsense later. All right. Peace out, everyone. Peace. Peace.